All right. Remember how we said we were going to get a little more consistent with these? And we said we were going to do it once a week after we had our two-week hiatus. And we yeah. were going to do it at the same time. And well, it we... is two weeks later. It is Wednesday, September. <laughs> Not Saturday. <laughs> Wednesday, September 19th. I think we've realized that weekends aren't going to happen for us. Well, the weekends can happen. It's just been these particular past weekends. And then also this upcoming weekend and possibly the weekend after that. (laughs) But then maybe we'll do some weekend episodes. (laughs) But for now, we're going to, we are, this is a promise to all all of our fans, I guess. Yeah. Uh, We're going to. Friend fans. Yeah. uh, Mom. Um, So we're going to do it during the week. But we are going to start doing it once a week again. Because we've only gotten like two done in the past month. Yeah, not great. It's not how you grow a uh, grow it's, a brand. It's not. No, we haven't. But we've been busy. Life happens. Very we busy. Don't. I've been traveling. Yeah, Tristan. Uh, has, we talked about he went on vacation. They went on a business trip. He's been gone for like a month. Yeah. It's tough. It's tough life, man. Yeah. It's that business life. You know what I mean? Yeah. Corporate America's changed. Corporate you. America. It, well, quite frankly, money talks. It's disgusting. Money talks, um, man. You, that's all I'm gonna say. You smell like capitalism. Um, and it smells good. <laughs> it smells great. Well, this is uh, well probably like half this episode. This is a Lucas episode, actually, because he's got some stories to tell, some experiences to share. We're going to do a, uh, a music midtown recap. Yep. Um, so that's what I did this past weekend. Um, I'll try not to get too, like, I don't know, intimate, emotional when I talk about... Uh, get it? Do it, man. It's good content. My favorite... Uh, my favorite thing from the weekend. Well, we'll start out. The headliners for this weekend, this festival, were uh, Saturday you had Fall Out Boy, Post Malone. Um, and then Sunday you had Imagine Dragons and Kendrick Lamar. Wait, you didn't go see Imagine Dragons? <laughs> as much as I wanted to see Radioactive in person, which would actually probably be kind of cool, I would never in my life go see them. I don't think I could. I don't think I could do that. I didn't even realize that. <laughs> I forgot Imagine Dragons was playing because that would have been cool to do a. Uh, there were people. Who, there, there were people. Well, I'll get to it. We'll get to it. Okay. We'll just come. We'll okay. come down later. Full circle. We'll start Saturday. Saturday was fine. That was my day to sit on the hill and just watch. And Whoever. I, peop- I, I mean, I people watched more than anything because well, that's, that's what you do in a in a crowd of a hundred thousand people. When I can be invisible, surrounded by people, I'm going to look at other human beings, and I'm going to judge them for what they're wearing. And I'm going to feel good about myself. And in a place that's supposed to be judgmental free. And I just did the air quotes. Yeah, no, it's totally a progressive. I don't think this word is right anymore, but I don't know what other word to use it. Like hippie type, like, you know, like free loving. And I'm not against any of those things, but this is what that's supposed to be. But at the end of the day, when I walk into those situations, I would never say it out loud to these people. But in my head, I'm like, hmm, really? Well, you can never override those basic human instincts to judge people I, like that. I know. And the main thing that I judged were all of the sports jerseys. Basketball jerseys? All kinds. I saw okay. all kinds. I will say, I saw, remember a couple of years ago when the Toon Squad jerseys popped up? Yes. And the first time you saw the Toon Squad Jordan jersey, you were like, all right, that's dope. Yeah, like eight years ago. Yeah, but yeah. now when you see when you're like, all right, okay, you're you're a douche. Like, yeah. You're not a. I don't like you as a person. Um, I saw a new wave of jerseys that I don't. I don't know if it's just I'm late to seeing them. I don't know if it's common. I don't know if this is new. But Bel Air Will Smith basketball jersey. I have yet to see those. Yeah, fresh. I me and Ryan saw it. 
we got hype. I was like, that is a, that's dope. That's cool. I saw that. And then I saw one for baseball and it said Smith on the back, Bel Air Academy on the front. Wow. I've never seen that. It was very cool. I saw huh. two of them. And so those, it's a new tune squad Jersey here in the next year or so. so. Oh yeah. It'll go everywhere, but it was very cool for now. Um, but yeah, that's what I did. And it's going to be just, worn by kids who were probably not even born yet. Oh yeah. I, they were on older people. I will say that was the okay. one nice thing they okay. were on. That's good. More people our age. Um, but yeah, a lot of jerseys. I mean, it was your typical Bulls jerseys. Um, I will say I was, I saw a guy walking at me and I was like, Bulls. It didn't have a number on the front. And I was like, this guy, this kid never even, this, he doesn't even know who Michael Jordan is. Turned out it was a Scottie Pippen jersey. And I was like, ah, okay, that's on me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like I was just hand up on me. Yeah, I was like, mm, <laughs> that's bad. Um, but there was a group, there was three guys. It was a Jeter jersey, a Carmelo Anthony jersey. And then a Chipper Jones jersey, and I was like, mm, "That's not a group of that's of not course. a group of three good people, yeah, right of there." Course. That's that was bad. So it was a lot of that. Um, but then you saw like your random cool ones, like somebody was in like a Troy Tulowitzki jersey, and I was like, "Good for you." Um, so and then like I saw a Mark Limpke one. It's, I feel like every time when I'm in huh. Atlanta, I see a Mark Limpke something. Yeah, I don't know why. Um, so that was kind of what I did Saturday, and then. Um, Saturday night we went and saw Fallout Boy and we got really close for Fallout Boy and they were really really good and I didn't know how they were going to be I'm not a huge fan of their new stuff I don't know how many people are um, but I don't I don't hate their new stuff I just it's not it's not what it, I want Fallout well, Boy to be Well their new stuff now is all of their new stuff is what you see on sports montages and so they're, I, they're it, what Shinedown used to be they're literally they've become it, a sing, montage band It's sing-songy Yeah um but they so they had those, but I'm thinking this is a festival. You're going to do your old stuff because yeah, like you're, you're going to appeal to the, the people. crowd of a hundred thousand people. And they didn't, but they didn't, and I didn't hate it. Like I had a ton of fun. Like it was a really good show. But like the first two songs that came out were new ones. I couldn't tell you what they were. Um, and then um, what's his face, the bassist, Pete uh, Wentz. Wentz, was like, "Hey, this is the first song that got us popular, and this is the first time we kind of talked." And they did "Sugar, We're Going Down," third song. Just knocked it out, and that's such a weird spot for it a was, big song. It like was that. a weird song. It was a weird spot, and but like I got hype and got cool, and then they did like Uma Thurman after that, which yeah. is one of the newer ones that I really like. Right, um, and they did a couple more, and then they did like a little intermission thing where they had like like a two minute video come yeah. on, and then they came out to Dance Dance, which I thought was gonna just tear the place down. Dance Dance is, but that was the. Second most excited, I what song I like was for it, one of their mm-hmm. songs, and like nobody, literally no one danced to it, like no one jumped. Irony. Like, no one had a hand. I was like, "What's wrong with you people?" Like I'm like, this was what I was excited for, and then no one, like no one got hyped for it. I it was so weird to me. I didn't. That didn't make sense. Um, but then they did. They they did things for the memories, which. That was really I think, good. You know, I've always I've always said that I'm not a huge Fall Out Boy fan. I never really have. Like, if I went to Music Midtown, I'd be like, I mean, sure, I'll go see him. I don't really care. Was but like, that song is, to me, one of their, if not their best song, in my opinion. Thanks, it's my favorite song of theirs. Thanks for the Memories and Arms yeah. Race. Um, they did those two. Those were my two favorite ones they did. I wanted them to do a little less 16 Candles, but they did not, mm-hmm. which was sad. Um, How many songs did they play? Probably, what, like an hour Hour, hour and 15? No, they did like an hour and a half set. They did, really? They did a lot. Yeah. Well, they closed, so I guess that makes yeah, sense. Yeah, they closed. They had a full hour and a half spot, um, and they nailed it. Um, I will say Patrick Stump came out in a cardigan. 
And uh, of course, did he come out in a hat too? Yeah, the, hat and yeah. cardigan, and he didn't take it off not once. But Shout that out. man was wet. Yes, by the end of his set, he was soaked. But that man can sing. That man's got some pipes, and I didn't realize he it. Can. I didn't realize it before, but I mean, he got up there, he got down there. He was all he was on the piano at one point. Mm-hmm. Just had like grown men crying. Um, that was another really cool thing about Fall Out Boy. The crowd was like awesome. Yeah. Um, except for, and I haven't told you this yet, so I want to see your reaction. The two worst people I could have been behind, they were directly in front of me. Was one like seven feet tall? I'm guessing he was like six two, but it okay. was. But I, we were towards the left, so I could look right and see the stage. But he was the horniest man in Atlanta, and the girl in front of him was the horniest girl in Atlanta. Oh God! And they were like just having sex directly in front of me, but he kept backing into me. So like I'm not I kept, trying to be in this, but yeah, no threesome. I don't want to be a part of. And he kept bumping into me, and I'm like, whoa! And I kept shoving him like full on, and it was like not songs to do that to. Right. And I would just shove him and he would turn well, around. I don't, I don't think there's any songs that you can do that in public. Not in public. Not not one. Not a single one. But like he would turn around and like smile and like put his thumb up and I was I would hey, be check me out. No, he was like, I got you bro. And I was oh. like I was like, no, you literally need to stop doing what you're doing. And they finally left like halfway through the set. And it was at a semi quiet part of the show and I cheered. Like, I, like, screamed, clapped, flipped him off. I said, get out of here. I was pumped. Some, like, random guy behind me was like, I feel you, bro. Like, I'm sorry <laughs> to deal with that. Like, I was I was irate. That's the best, too, when you know the crowd around you is, like, with you on that, too. Because you're just like, yes, I'm not an asshole. Like, Because <laughs> I like I turned around and, like, looked around at Caitlin. I was like, I'm like, going to. I'm not being ridiculous, right? No, I literally <laughs> said, I'm going to kill him. I was like, I'm going to. I've This is the closest I've come to losing my mind, I think, was right there. It was awful. Yeah, you definitely have not been to many concerts then. Um, That's one way you can tell. I mean, I've been to it. But, like, I can deal with the crowd, but that guy just being that drunk and that just falling on me for a whole set just driving me insane. Oh, yeah. That's understandable. I just can't. I can't handle drunk people. I we can't. all. I know. We, I can't. We, especially when I'm sober. I mean, we all get drunk. I get it. And I know, you know, you don't act like your normal self when you're drunk, but... I've also I've been drunk, pretty, pretty decent number of times, and I've also been drunk in uh, a public setting like Music Midtown. Yeah, you're not on people. I'm like, but that's what I don't understand. Yeah. I don't. I don't. I I know everyone handles alcohol differently. I understand that. You know, I get it. He was. He was. But he was more than drunk. It's not hard. No. To, just. Just control yourself. Or it's just, not. Or just don't have sex in the middle of oh, a massive guy. Like, I had no idea I needed a condom to see Fall Out Boy. Yeah, I mean. It drove me insane. But, yeah, no, I'm with you. That was that was the most annoying instance I had. And even that was, I mean, it was for like 20 minutes. Um, so that was cool. And I'm assuming you're just being hyperbolic when you're saying having sex in a crowd. <laughs> <laughs> yes. It was, it was as, I mean... It was as close to not <laughs> as you could get, could to, get without yeah. actually doing it, right? Um, and so that it was just it was just annoying and it was weird, and they left and I was just this wave of relief and I was I could enjoy the rest of the show. Yeah, um, that is a good feeling. It's just when there's that one person that's just annoying the shit out of you, and they either go somewhere else or they move or they just leave, and you're just like, oh my god, I can finally enjoy this. Yeah, like, like I could <laughs> I could like stick my arms out. Yeah. It was amazing. Um, so that was Saturday and Sunday I got there and Kendrick went on at eight forty five. 
uh, on the stage he was on, Gucci went on at 6.45, and Janelle Monet went on at 4.45. And that was the lineup for that stage that on Sunday. <clears throat> and so the whole reason I went to Midtown was for Kendrick. And I was... I told myself walking in there, I was like, all right, I'm not going to sit in front of the stage all day because the last time I did that for Eminem, I like had no water. I was miserable. Like I almost died. I felt like I was like, I can't, I'm not going to do it. I want to be close, but at what cost? Four o'clock rolls around. I got there at about probably three, four o'clock rolls around. And I walk over towards that stage and I see that I can get real close. And I was like, I'll just walk up. I'll just walk up and see. It's four hours and 45 minutes uh-huh. away from Kendrick's set. I got to the spot with the people I was with, and I went, well, I'm here for the yeah, rest of the day because I'm going to be 50 feet from Kendrick Lamar. Yeah. There's no way now seeing it that I cannot just stand here for the rest of the day. So I went, I bought three waters, and came back so I could stay hydrated, wasn't going to die, and that was just me. That was me. That was my day. Until 8.45, I was going to watch Janelle Monet. I was going to watch Gucci, and I was going to watch Kendrick. Um, Janelle Monet comes out. I'm pretty excited because like, I like her as an actress. Um, I've seen her do stuff on like award shows, and I've seen like one music video from her. Mm-hmm. But other than that, I couldn't tell you a single song. I knew nothing else about her. She put on one hell of a show. She was awesome. She came out. She had a whole like stage set. She had costume changes. She had dancers. She had backup vocalists. She had a keyboard, guitar player. I mean, she had the nine. You know what's... Okay, so I kept I kept hearing that name, and I know I've known that name, and I kept hearing <laughs> about it, especially this weekend. That's <laughs> all I've heard is how good that... How, how good her set was. Uh-huh. And and I'm sitting here this whole time since... And I never just, I never bothered to just look when, you know, it you was brought up. You forgot you had a phone, yeah. And I'm like, I'm trying to think of, I'm just, I don't need to look it up. I know who Janelle Monet is. Like, I know who it is. And you know what I, I, I remember her by is her, um, is it a Pepsi commercial? I think think it was a Pepsi commercial that was around the time of the Super Bowl. Yeah. I think it was a Pepsi commercial. And I I freaking loved that commercial. Like it was (laughs) so freaking cool. That's how I remember her for some reason. I don't know why, but I remember her from Hidden Figures. And I'm sitting here. But. I'm just trying to see. I haven't seen that. Um, yeah. yeah, but you should. I'm sitting. I'm like, I know this name. I can put a faith. I'm just like, but what do I know her from? You know. <laughs> but yes, I. But I will say that is what I heard. And from the videos and pictures I saw, it looked like it was a really cool set to watch. It was. Um, very, not just, uh, you know, either the singer or the band. Or the rapper just standing in the middle of the stage with a microphone, like there was a you know a production to it. Which at a festival, I can always appreciate that because when you're at a festival, production it's it's kind of limited. Yeah, because I mean, you have a stage with no moving parts. Yeah, and you know you're only allowed a certain amount of time. She went over and, her time. <laughs> she went on at four forty-five. She got off the stage at like six oh five. She was supposed to do an hour, I and mean, she right. did an hour twenty. Which is that's but, festivals like that, and I know like. I just, that's why I'm surprised that they didn't cut her off or something because usually at festivals like that they are super like assume like you that get, second you get hits, an hour you're you're off, out. you know well, I will say she had Gucci coming on after her yeah and Gucci's set was a table with turntables and a mic <laughs> so it's not like they had a lot of so they didn't stuff have to, to bring do. up another production yeah. like they didn't get because Gucci didn't even have like 
a like a visual. Yeah. Like it said Gucci Mane. And that, that was, was that was his backdrop. Right. Um so they didn't have to do much. So I mean they set up for Gucci and it took forever to take Herb's stuff off the stage. Um and then they set up for Gucci and the crowd that was there at Gucci was the crowd you would think. It's just a bunch of really annoying white kids. Oh, yeah. That's all it was. Oh yeah. Um but he was supposed to come on at six forty five. 6.45, the DJ comes out. He's like, hey, yo, who's ready for Gucci, man? Goo Wop, six guy, let's go. And he plays the song, and uh, I think it was like Champions or something. Everybody like lost their mind, went crazy. It was super cool. And I was like, all right, like right, I'm not a Gucci fan, but it's going to be cool to see Gucci being from where I'm from. Yes. And seeing him, like you like grew up hearing about him, hearing songs from him and stuff like that. Right. He's, this, he's this pop culture icon. So it was cool to see from, him. From that represents Atlanta. Atlanta. So like yeah. it's cool to see him. Um and so, like, that song comes and he plays another song. He played Mad City, um, the beginning of Mad City. Yeah. Everybody lost their mind. I got more excited to see Kendrick because I'm like, oh, okay, I'm about to I'm gonna act, see this in, like, I'm two hours. I'm actually about to see this song. Yeah. So, like, I got cool. And he goes, all right, let me, give my, let me hear from my day one Gucci fans. And everybody lost their mind. He played another song. And I was like, <laughs> all right. That's like kind of a tease. But, like, I guess, all right, like, five minutes just to pump up the crowd. Like, Gucci's not going to come out until he feels like we deserve Gucci, I guess. He plays another song. He comes out. He's like, all right, who came out to see the goo-wop? Who came out? Played another song. I was like, I turned around to the person I was with. I was None like, of the tens of thousands of people that are standing here right I, now. I was like, I don't think Gucci's coming. Because we're like 10 <laughs> minutes into this. I was like, I'm going to quit getting hype until Gucci walks out on the stage. And he better be shirtless when he does. This went on for 25 minutes. Like, eventually, he quit pumping up the crowd, and just it just turned into a full-blown, like, just playlist set that he would just play. <laughs> and every now and then, he would be like, Gucci, and it would just kind of, like, turn the turntable a yeah, little bit. Yeah, do a record scratch or something. And, like, every five minutes, someone would come out to stage and whisper in his ear, and he would just get, like, more and more, like, dejected. Yeah. And then would, like, be like, so who here is just a Gucci fan? Like, if you were just, you just do Gucci fans? All right, play. And then here's another one. And then finally he goes, "All right, get ready for the." He got like amped up. He was like, "Get ready for the goo." I was like, "I'm not gonna get ready." And Gucci finally came out like 25 minutes late, and I was like, "Oh, okay." And he came out and he did a better show than I thought he was going to. He did a lot of his features. He did Freaky Girl. Um, he did Lemonade. Um, he was shirtless for most of it. He actually rapped along. Um. But I, one thing I took away from the crowd is the last song he did, I don't know the name of the song, but it was literally about making crack, breaking it down, weighing it out, selling it, and how much you got for certain weight amounts. Everybody in the crowd knew the lines. None of them knew what that meant. Not a single one. I was looking around. I was like, none of you people. <laughs> like, I was like, you can't relate. Not that I can like relate to Kendrick. We're like, none of you guys have any idea what he's saying. And yeah. you're just rapping along. He's and just, they're also kids. Yeah. I was like, and you're 17. Like, and like you've also never that, done crack. That's why I was curious because his first record came out in 2005. I'm sure there were kids there that were born five years before that. Or like two, like I mean, I was when I was yeah. saying there were children there. Yeah, like there were like sixteen year old, seventeen year old kids, but like there were legit children that right. were with their parents. And even when they were with their parents, I wouldn't want to ask, like, "Where are your parents?" Right? Like, should you be here? And like one kid came back, he's like, "Yo, I got an over twenty one wristband," and this friend's like, "Oh, dude, no way!" And I was just like, 
God, we don't get those for another six years. Yeah, I was like, <laughs> and he goes, he goes, yeah, man. I was just like, how old am I? And I was just like, I used to be this young. Like, I used to be this just free and happy. And I mean, we're and we're still young. I know, but, but when like, we see that. I'm like, wow. But like, I the first time I went to Midtown, I was 19. I don't think I was like that, but I know very. I always say that. I know, and like I know but very. I genuinely think I wasn't. <laughs> I I do, but like also I know very damn well someone could have heard us when we were at Midtown and been yeah, like, probably. Oh, like these fucking assholes. Oh, like, probably, yeah. And so like, no doubt. I just remember I was just like, am I that old now to where like I'm just a parent? Am I that crowd. old man yelling at a cloud? Yeah, like yeah. what? Um, and then like I would see somebody be like, ooh, somebody needs to help him. Like he needs medical attention. Like you guys need to get him out of the crowd. Like it's not cool that he can't stand up. It's. It's hot. He's going to have like a heat stroke. Like, we need to help this kid. And his friends are like, drink more. And I was just like, no, like, you're not going to make it. Um, At that point, a part of me was just like, you know what? Let's let him learn the hard way. <laughs> oh, I, no, I said nothing to this kid. Like, I, <laughs> no, like, I know. this like, was all let's... in my head where I was like, mm, he needs medical attention. <laughs> like, get yeah. him. But we're going to let this play out. This is a learning moment for this group yes. of 16 year old boys. And we're going to see how it goes. Um, but after Gucci ended, I sat down. And this was the most embarrassing part of my day. We sat down and sat crisscross applesauce. Um, it was the first time I sat down in like three hours, right? I was on the ground for about 40 minutes just sitting there talking. And I went to stand up because my hip hurt because I'm 23. <laughs> <laughs> and so, How do you do, fellow kids? <laughs> <laughs> Who's ready for some Kendrick Lamar? <laughs> yeah, is this that hippity hop stuff <laughs> they've been talking about on that radio? I, rem- I um, remember when Run DMC was big. <laughs> came out with Steven Tyler, did Walk This Way. It was the first <laughs> rap song, actually. Aerosmith. No, um, so I went to stand up because <laughs> my hip hurt. And uh, I didn't realize that my left leg had gone completely numb <laughs> to the point of like paralysis. And when I say <laughs> I like unfolded my right leg, Got my foot under me and like pushed up with my arms and I pushed up with my right leg. Yeah. And I also meant to push up with my left leg, but it didn't do anything. So I side vaulted myself into this group of people next to us that were also sitting down and fell on this girl and like couldn't that had to be picked up. And like I had to stretch my left leg back out and like I was frozen for 20 minutes, lost all feeling in my left leg, couldn't use it. Nothing. I thought it was going to get amputated, but like literally I stood up and just pushed myself straight left into a group of people. And they were like, what the fuck are you doing? And like the people I was with were like, what's going on? Like no alcohol, nothing. Just yeah. completely fell. And how do you explain that? I, and I, my, my, my leg's asleep. Uh. That and obviously my initial reaction is to laugh my ass off. Right. Because A, that's funny. B, I'm embarrassed as fuck. So like I just was giggling like my legs no. I can't explain this and you believe it, but like my legs, I can't move it. My legs just done. It's gone. Um, but so that was my embarrassing take from the day. Um, but I made it to Kendrick. Damn. The damn tour comes up as this backdrop. It's like eight forty two, And I'm like, Oh God, I'm actually about to see Kendrick. Yeah. It's those couple minutes. Yeah, right I, I was like, where... I was like, like I almost started like, I'm an emotional person. I don't hide from that. I cry a lot. We're, we're here for it. And I was like, all right, you can't cry yet. Like, you haven't seen him yet. And then all the lights went off. Did you see the damn tour? It's like 844. And I was like, <sighs> okay, let's go. Put my phone in my that- pocket, like rub my hands together. And it's just this like, it's like I'm nervous. And I, yes, but it, it, I was just about to say, there is a feeling that when you are seeing 
I mean, really any band. It doesn't have to be like your most favorite artist of all time. Yeah. It could be like for me, Metallica, you, Eminem, or it could just be like, I don't know, just like a band you like. And you're just like, yeah, I'm just going to go see him, whatever. Yeah. But it's like when it gets around that time, a couple minutes, and you know any second now the lights are going to go out. And then when they do, you, you're right. It's like there's a wave of like – not anxiety, but you're like anxious for some reason. Yeah, it, I but think not it's, in a way like out of excitement. Like you're nervous for whatever reason I, for like a minute. I think you're sitting there. You're like, "Am I gonna?" I because Kendrick for me being like, he's top five artist, not like hip hop artist, like top five music people for me all time. So like, there's a lot there. So like, if I don't like it, I'm gonna be bummed out. Right. And I think there's that, and then there's also this. Well, what if it gets ruined? Like, what if the set's not long enough? Like, I, because I'm a pessimistic person, so that's what's going on. I'm like, what if the people around me suck? Yeah. What if I can't enjoy it? What if I just forget every single word? Like, and so 845 rolls around, and I'm in that nervousness, and then like 846 comes, nothing. 847 yeah. comes, nothing. And I'm like, all right, Kendrick, like, you're scaring me, bud. Like, don't pull a Gucci on me. Like, if I lose 20 minutes of Kendrick, and I'm going to be pissed. Yeah. 8.50 comes, nothing. Four guys come out with flashlights on the, like, on the side of the stage, and you can tell they're looking for something. I was like, oh, there's a freaking issue. Yeah. And then finally, like the sideboards pop up. It says, damn tour. And I was like, all right, let's go. Then a light came on in the center stage, let go. And they had to do a whole lights test again. Um, oh, my god! So it didn't go on for like until like 8.55 because there was like a, con- a connection issue, and they uh-huh. just couldn't figure it out. And um, so at this point, I'd given up. I was like, this is going to suck. I'm not going to have fun. I'm not even going to get... Because we used to slaughter for an hour 15. I was like, I'm not going to get what I want here. Um, and like, 8.58 comes out. Like a Kung Fu... Because you know this whole Kung Fu Kenny thing from yeah. this album. Yeah. A whole, like, ode to, like, the old martial arts movies came out. And that was the backdrop. And it was, like, Kendrick Lamar, like, fighting with, like, the Chinese subtitles and stuff <laughs> like that. And I was like, all right, cool. And then... Humble started, and he just sprints out on stage. Fire comes up. I lost my goddamn mind yeah. when he finally came out on stage, and like I, it was for an hour straight. It was just I was nothing else mattered. Everything was perfect. I was happy, smiling. I was screaming the words back because for whatever reason, I want Kendrick to know that I know all the words to his songs. Like I want him to like see me and rec- like for whatever reason, I want him to see me and recognize me and be like. He knows hey, all the words. Yeah, right. Like, like, and, like, and that's at anything. Like, even at the Foo Fighters concert, yeah. like, I was a mile away from Dave Grohl, but I was like, I want him to know how much, I love, how much yeah, I love him. I'm with him. Yeah, know? like, this yeah. is, you know. Well, and I talked about, like, with Metallica, where, like, I swear to God, I was singing a song, and I felt like I was the only person around, and I literally, like, I'm, I'm pretty sure he, like, looked, like, pointed at me. Yeah. You know what I mean? So it's like, I don't care where I am in the stadium. I could be, or at Music Midtown, I could be all the way back on the hill, and for some reason, I want to see him on the big screen, like, look at me and point at me and be like, hey, look, Yeah, you know like, this words. guy, this guy is, this <laughs> he guy is like, here, and he likes me, and, like, and Kendrick, like, me being as huge of a fan as I am, like, and just, I was just going nuts, and, like, I haven't had that in a long time. I've only had that, because I've, like I, like, I tweeted out after, like, I haven't been to many concerts, um, but I've been lucky enough to see... Like Eminem, the ones that you've been to have been Eminem, Foo Fighters, now Kendrick. I'll even th- I'm not gonna throw Fall Boy in there like in the top list at all, but like fun. Like I've seen, so you're seeing ver- I've seen artists. very big artists and very fun shows, but I've been lucky enough to see three that meant a lot to me. And so like, and with the Foo Fighters, it was cool, and I got very into it. And that was an emotional show as well. But I was 
up in the seats. Right. I wasn't in the crowd jumping oh, up and down. Oh, it's a whole down. different thing. And being 50 feet from Kendrick with, and I was surrounded by a group of people who felt the same way about him. So we all knew all the words. We all got into it. I mean, it was an hour and 10 minutes straight of me just screaming every word back, jumping up and down, getting like, and then the other cool thing I forgot is like, it happened at the Eminem show. It happened at Foo. Like I forget what songs he has. Do you know what I mean? Like, He'll like a song would start and be like, "Oh my god!" Like oh, this yeah. song, like in like Kendrick only has four albums. Like, yeah, he doesn't have enough for me to forget. And like swimming pools came on, and like it started, and I was like, "Oh <laughs> shit!" <laughs> <laughs> I was like, "He brought out the classics." Oh my god! Um, so like you know, Bring I had the hits. Yeah, no, like it, yeah. like the the song, like his biggest song. So like. I mean, he put on a show. Um, it was awesome. I had it in my head that for some reason I did the same thing during M. I was like, M's going to bring out Rihanna. <laughs> I don't know why I thought <laughs> that. There's with, always with, like this. With Kendrick, I was like, Kendrick's going to bring out Rihanna. I just really, really wanted to see Rihanna, and I think I just need to go to Rihanna concert. I think yeah, that's might, what that I, might be. I, I think, I, I, think yeah. I just need to do that. Um, well, why, why is that, though? It's like whenever you go to shows like that and they have like a, a huge feature you're just like yeah they'll bring them out yeah they're definitely going to do the song with that person. yeah like there for some reason that big artist is going to come down here just to do a 30 second part of a song one show at a festival where he's done six this year yeah um and then like he did goosebumps the, the song he has with travis scott and uh-huh. i was like he's bringing out travis scott when the song started i was like travis scott's on tour jackass he's not bringing out <laughs> travis scott um but no, he was awesome. It was just, it was amped the whole time. Like even his like, uh, even um, loyalty um, and love, like those were like real cool. Like it was, it, it's an Im- intimate thing, and I just forgot how how cool it was to be a part of a just huge group of people that feel the same way and have an emotional connection to this one person well, on stage. I mean, that's that's the. That's just the great thing about live music anyways. Yeah. Because I've always, you know, I kind of, I'll think about it sometimes. And I think about it, like, really, when you think about it, the concept of going to uh, see a band play a song that you can just listen to whenever you want. It's kind of weird. Is, is kind of like, like, what's the point? Yeah. But, like, if you, when you look at it from, like, a fundamental, like, uh, 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 psychology like whatever the psychology of it okay um you know it's like that's that's a weird thing to think about like all you're you're just hearing that song with a thousand people yeah and you paid even though you can listen to that song whenever you want yeah but that's like that is what the that's why i freaking love going to shows no matter how big or small it's just to me if you have an emotional connection with it like if it's something that means a lot to you or if you have like because, like, every time he played a song, I can tell you at times where I was listening to that listening song to that. and where I yep. was in, like, in my life or, like, my mental state during that time. Yep. And I can connect it, and it means just so much to, like, be there and to see him do it. And it's like what you were saying earlier. Like, you, you want you – want it, it almost feels like you are the only person in that field. Yeah, nothing else. No, like, that, no, I didn't pay attention. performing to. I didn't pay attention to anybody else. Right. For an hour and 50, and then I was in a sea of thousands and thousands thousand of people. people. I did not care. Yeah. And then like I saw pictures from the back and I saw how big that crowd was. I couldn't have told you. It felt like I was at this small yep. little theater and Kendrick Lamar was right there. Yeah. And I rapped every song and every word with him. Yeah. And like that was what mattered. And like and after the show ended, he put on 
he he like he's it was his last show of the damn tour and he he goes later the first time i came i made a promise and i didn't lie i'm making another one again he goes five words and he counted down with his hand he's five he goes i will be back atlanta and when he got to atlanta fireworks from behind the stage scared the shit out of me <laughs> but like i mean a full-on fireworks display yeah. shot up from behind and that was one of the cooler things too i was like well he just thought of it all he yeah. did fireworks he's got to be the first person to ever do that i was like but i mean he he i have to see him at a solo concert and i will pay a lot of money to see him up close i would definitely go i mean he was he was awesome he like i I couldn't get over it. Like, and afterwards, I was just smiley, happy. People were bumping in me. I was like, I don't care. I saw Kendrick Lamar. You can't tell me anything for at least 48 hours. Like, I was just the happiest person. I couldn't get over the fact that I'd just seen him. Like, I finally met up with Ryan and Caitlin after. And you were that close. Yeah. And, like, and it was just there, and I couldn't talk. I had no voice. I was soaking wet. Like, just soaked in sweat. Like, and, like, nothing mattered. We could have had to walk back to the hotel. That would have been fine. Yeah. Like, nothing could have bummed me out right there. Um, and so I like, think I forgot just how, how like stress relieving it is, how escaping it is, I guess. Yeah. And just how like happy of an environment that is. So I think I'm, I've realized I'm just going to quit spending money on dumb things and then just go to concerts. You just got to go to shows, come. man. That's the best. That's what I'm going to do. I love it. I don't go to as many as I used to and it bums me out. But I also feel like that shows don't come through nearly as much as they used to, or bands don't, at least that I listen to. And it could it could be me, just maybe I don't listen to that band in particular as much as I used to or something. I just, for some reason, it felt like I was going to shows like every other week. Yeah. You know, five years ago or six years ago. And now I'm going to shows like once every like four months. Yeah. And like, it's harder now. And I mean, and, and you know, yeah, I know we all get busy and you get busier as you get and older. And you got work and like a show on a Tuesday night. Like it's always Tuesday weird. night. Like, but like I still, for some reason it just feels like shows don't come through as much as they used to. Yeah. And which is a bummer, but you know, I try to make as many as I can. And, uh, but I love it. That's, that's still, that will always be one of my favorite things to do. It was awesome. Yeah. So no complaints. It was good. It was a good solid weekend. <laughs> I don't, I would gladly spend that money again to see Kendrick. Oh yeah, for sure. Yeah. It was very well worth it. It was a fun weekend. Well, and Kayla and I, we were kind of, you know, we didn't really do much. We went to a brewery on Saturday, but I pretty much spent the whole weekend watching football. And that's all I did. And we were, we were hanging out and both of us were kind of like, uh, I mean, it is kind of a bummer that we didn't go, you know, like we you, were, we kind of sat and we were just like, we probably should have gone. I would have, I would have wanted to see Kendrick with you. Yeah. I would um, love, I he would have been the main reason I would go. And it was the like, only reason I bought And if I could have gotten like a single day ticket, I probably would have gone. <clears throat> but, you know, it was just, we didn't plan it. We didn't, you know. Yeah. I don't know. Maybe we'll catch it next year. Maybe the lineup is good. Fest- I talk shit on festivals and I do generally. I still am not a festival person. But, you know, Music Midtown is, it's not really, the people suck. But, it is generally it's it for the people watching the shows you get to just hang out with your group of friends and just walk around and see l- bands of any genre all day. and like we went to hangout fest we saw the like some of our favorite bands on a, on the damn beach like yeah, we yeah. saw Weezer, Mufford and Sons, 21 Pilots, Chance the Rapper on a beach like that's that's cool it's crazy yeah but um 
that is the problem though. It's it's so so much money and because not only was it like two hundred for the ticket, there was the hotel room exactly, the, and then just everything so expensive because you can't, especially in Atlanta, you can't just go park and go in and leave. That's no. not how it works. And then like it ends on Saturday, it ended at eleven. Yeah, I'm too old to get back home at one and then go out the next day and do it again. Right. So like you know, so but no, it's fun. Um, I don't know if it's something I could do. I think they would have to get. I've only been twice, and I went for Eminem and Kendrick. And I don't right. It was I don't, two lineups that were really good. Yeah, and I don't know at this point now who they could bring. I don't know. I've always said like the only real way I would go to music Midtown again since I've seen Eminem. Uh, you know, I've seen yeah. You know, that was he's probably the biggest person that was still on my list of people to see, and. I'm like, they don't bring like Metallica or, and they won't because they it's won't. so aimed at younger people. Exactly, and any bands like that that are really important to me, but they will, they will, no bands like not even Foo Fighters will play Midtown again. I don't think. No. So it's just at this point, I'm like, unless they stack the lineup, you know, from top to bottom of bands that I would want to see, then maybe. But when it's just like one headliner, like I would see them. I'm not, I'm not going. No. Spending that money staying there all day just to watch I'm, nah. like, I'm not doing it no I because I, also i wouldn't want to just show up right before you know, or you know two hours before they go on because i'm like i'm gonna go at least and hang out all day yeah you know what i mean yeah. like no but, it's it's a lot but yeah but we'll see well i will say um but yeah no, that was a fun atlanta thing um so um, well, that was your half of the episode yeah there we go <laughs> we'll get into we'll get into actual topics now um, over the weekend, while I was doing that, um, there was a death. There was a uh, another death. Yeah, in hip hop. Um, R.I.P. M.G.K. Uh, and it's not even from the song, really. I mean, Killshot was a good response. I thought it was funny. Um, I think he went at P. Diddy more <laughs> when he said he put out the hit on uh, Tupac. Yeah, like when he did that, I went. I I was in with with Reed, and I went. Ooh, like I, I got like I think the whole like I got, the whole planet when they heard that they're like <gasps> like I got nervous because I because like I've like I know about like at first people thought Diddy did it yeah and I was just like <gasps> and like I looked at Reed and Reed was like what and I was like <laughs> did you not hear no. that <laughs> I was like he just said he killed Pac like I didn't know like I didn't know what to do um so I think that was like the biggest line and out of there for me oh but, it definitely was but um MGK went on stage was it Sunday night Monday night it was something like that I think it was Sunday. Um, he went on stage wearing like the kill shot t-shirt and he didn't show the crowd that he was wearing it. And he turned his back to the crowd and told everybody he was taking a picture. And then he flicked off the camera and it looked like everybody was freaking out for MGK flicking off Eminem with wearing the shirt. Well, nobody in the crowd knew he was wearing the shirt and he turns around and he was like, yo, fuck Eminem. People started booing. Yes. And then he started to rap the song and the boos got louder, louder than he did. And so MGK's dead. Uh, you can't come back from that. No. Um, Eminem also, Killshot, is now the most views for the first day posted on YouTube of all time. So he's irrelevant, sure. And that's why, <laughs> no matter what you say, he will always win. And Killshot's not even like that. His I mean, best, it wouldn't even be his no. best like diss to anybody. It wasn't even that mean. He just he and it just, wasn't a bad song. No, it's just it like from his standards, that was not even. I thought that. he, I thought he was going to kill him. Like I yes. thought, when I, was I like, saw that he responded, I was like, <gasps> I went, oh, this my is gosh. a song that is going to make me uncomfortable to listen to. Right, that's what I was expecting and borderline wanted. And then I listened to it, and I was just kind of like, man, it was good. 
you know? And then, their spots. and then, like, everybody's like, oh, we murdered him. And I was like, I, don't I mean, not really. I would say he murdered him. And then, like, that saw that video of the concert. And I was like, he's dead. He's That's MG- how he murdered him. I was him. like, MGK is dead. Like, <laughs> no, there's no coming back. Like, Eminem's selling T-shirts with the cover on it. Like, you're you're done, bud. You're, yeah. you're so very done. That And that's why, no matter what anyone says, that's why nobody will come back at him because they will not win. No, you won't no win. No matter how good their response is. And my thing is, if you're a very good rapper and come at him, he's going to do the very good, like borderline like over the top like maybe you shouldn't have done that song which is what i want it would literally be it would be slim shady straight up bad it would be like kim except for it would be just the name of whoever like if joe bud went at him he would just name a song joe and he would just i want him to so bad because i want eminem to absolutely and he's not said it in a song body bag him i would want him to body bag him but joe button won't like because because he knows because he used to he was signed to him. Right. He has to know. Right. Everybody knows. Except for MGK, apparently, which is just <laughs> silly. And, um, you know, well, actually, it doesn't surprise me. I was thinking about this today. You know, Tyler the Creator never said anything about that whole deal. And I never expected him to because I know he was probably like, eh, And Tyler's whatever. a big M fan. Right. And like, he probably remember, still is. I remember when he brought him out and, like, he opened for him in Wembley and, like, yep. Tyler's like, yo, this is my hero. Like, and, like, Tyler probably heard it and was like, okay, well. Yeah. I'm not going to do like, that again. Or he was probably like, whatever. Yeah. Like, he's like, I don't, who cares? Yeah. Um, you know, so, and that it, that song got him in more trouble than it did Tyler. Yeah. Um, so, but yeah, MGK's dead. Um, uh, so we'll just end that because I don't know what else we could say on that one. And then we'll go into some more sad music discussions. Yeah. Sad music news. Um, the Super Bowl is in Atlanta this year, right? Atlanta is. Some call it the place where the players play. Um, but there's so much music from Atlanta you could pick. I mean, if we just want to keep it hip-hop alone, you could have brought out even Ludacris, T.I., Lil Jon and Eastside Boys if you wanted to go it, down that. Really, it's really, it's a list. It's a long-ass list. Yes. And I was about to say, even just hip-hop. But if it was just hip-hop, it's easily a list of like 20 people. Yeah. And then if you expand that list to everyone, it's like a list of probably like 45 If you wanted possible. to do country or pop, you could make it big. Literally like Janelle Monet would be cool because she's also, she says, when she'd spent a lot of time growing up in Atlanta too. And they picked Maroon, Maroon 5. 5. Who, if, I, I mean, I don't like them. And I know that's not a popular opinion. And when I say that, people are like, oh, you still like them because they're popular. I don't like them because I hear them all the time. I can hear them everywhere all the time. And I'm Which not I guess g- is, is kind of saying you don't like them because they're popular. But it's because, <laughs> like, A, every single song they have sounds the same. Am I wrong? You, you can tell me if I'm wrong. I think every single – they're pop. Yeah. And I know they're pop, and I get it. But like, well, we've talked about it before. There's a formula. Yeah, and they're they, good they at do it. it. And they're one of the better ones. Like I will say, they musically, like, um, yeah, it's not that they're not talented. Yeah, no, and because obviously the dude can sing. Yeah, as much as I'm not a big fan of his voice, but he can still sing. And honestly, if they want to come out, if they want to do their first album and that's their entire halftime show, that's fine. But I can't, I can't listen to the the last two songs. It plays at work yeah. three times a day. I can't do it. And like. But you could have just you could have done so much better. I'm not saying they would have been fine. Like the Super Bowl's in L.A. and you do you do Maroon Five, cool. Yeah, but but don't Atlanta. come to Atlanta. And then like, and I know it's not like normally you don't pick somebody from that area to do it. But why wouldn't you though? You would think so. Why wouldn't you? Like when it's, they were to at me, San, it sounds like a no brainer. When they were to, San Fran, when they did the one at Levi, I yeah. think it would have been cool to do Metallica. 
But I get that's not a younger person thing. Yeah, that would never um, happen. When they did it in Minnesota, well, well Prince was Prince that passed away. R.I.P. That's on me. Um, but like, you just I think it would be cool if they did that. Um, wait, did he? Wait, Prince did the when they not not obviously not last year. No, but when he did a Super Bowl, but that yeah. wasn't one. It wasn't in Minnesota. Okay, that's what I was like. Wait, yeah. that wasn't in Minnesota. No. Okay, sorry. Go ahead. Um, so like. I think that would be a cool thing to do, but I don't even think people are like saying it necessarily had to be from Atlanta. But like Maroon Five, like don't just I don't want to see it. Yeah, I'm not gonna watch it. I'm not gonna. I mean, I mean it'll be on, but I'll be on my phone. I'm not gonna pay yeah. attention to it. Like I've made, I've made like the I've, Bruno, the Bruno Mars Beyonce one. Phenomenal. I made a point to watch it. Yeah. Um, the Prince one was well Bruno Mars, but ended up being kind of not high. Well, it was overshadowed by. Beyonce. Beyonce. <laughs> um, even when just Beyonce did it, it was awesome. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. I liked JT last year. Yeah, this was good. Um, I just, Maroon 5, just, I don't know. I can't. It's meh. Yeah. It's just it's so meh. meh. And I'm just upset because I don't like them. And they're just going to be the, ha- and I'm going to have to see a Maroon, f- oh my God. I'm going to have to see those stupid halftime Maroon 5 Pepsi Super Bowl commercials. Like, for like the rehearsing. last half of the season. Yeah. The her- rehearsing oh, that's going to be ready. just three months of heartburn. Yeah. Oh, I don't want to deal with that. I just realized that. No, they could have picked anybody else. They could have done anything else. They could have just not had a show this year. But they did Maroon 5. Um, and then more bad news for Atlanta. Braves lost four in a row. The magic numbers dropped down to six somehow because the – Phillies are just dr- collapsed. Yeah. Um, but they lost four in a row. Um, they won today, so they ended that skid. They're lost, what was it, like 14 out of seven, 13 out of 17 of the last home games. We haven't been good at home. We've had, we've been with either tied or, or with a lead or within one run in like six straight games. And we lost four of them because our bullpen is, it's not even a question mark at this point. Yeah. It's a period. It's just a very sad sentence that it ends. And I, I tweeted it. I'm not backing down from this tweet. I'm not hiding from it. Braves going to the World Series. But maybe I sent out another tweet that says maybe not. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think I saw that one. <laughs> I, said, I, said, I said I may be tweeting that out. Because our starting pitching has been fine. Our bats have been meh. Um, Acuna is still better than but anybody on your enough. stupid team. Yes, they've been good enough, um, and luckily the Phillies have been bad enough to yes. where that that is what has saved the Braves. I mean, we're if they going, were playing how they were the the beginning or the middle of the year. Uh, we the, we would the, be like the Phillies in the beginning of August into July. Yeah, we're dead. We're so dead right now. We would be multiple games but, back at this point. But we're going into what a four game series with them with a five and a half game lead. We have to win two of those. We win one at the Mets, and then we we're got fine. we got. I was about to say we win that series and then we got him again so luckily this this series coming up with him is probably going to decide i think it determines what happens um because i mean hell if we win three we somehow take three out of four we're in the playoffs yeah Um, which is exciting yeah because i saw a tweet from the Braves saying that postseason tickets were on sale i was like (gasps) yeah oh boy it's here it's very exciting i have to look we've all been waiting for i want to try to go yeah, I just don't think I can afford it. I don't think there's a single chance I can afford it. Yeah, we'll just have to see. Um, but no, but that's coming up. Um, 
I haven't been watching all that much just because I've been so I've been busy too, busy. and I haven't really watched anything. I didn't. Even up, re- I mean, we talked about it really up until about three weeks ago, two weeks ago. I was watching, I was watching them every night. Yeah, and you know Life that was happens. just part of my nightly ritual was yeah. eat dinner and then watching the Braves game, and then life happens. Yeah, and I so I haven't I haven't been watching all that much. I've just been keeping up on Twitter, and uh, so. I'm not really. I don't really know who's doing good, who's doing bad. Red Sox are still surprisingly doing well. Well, I mean, I, like within the Braves. I don't know, uh, like what. I don't know who's playing well, who's playing bad. It's the same. It's the same. Pretty thing. much the same. Um, well, yeah, I know the Red Sox are. They're not in the World World Series, but this is going to be maybe the hottest take that I've ever actually dropped on this show. I don't know if Boston beats Milwaukee in a series. If Milwaukee beats the Yankees for the wild card, which I think they will, or if Milwaukee just outright beats the Cubs to win that division, I don't think anybody actually beats Milwaukee in the American League. And the Red Sox bullpen, as of late, with everyone except for, that's right, our ace, Craig Kimbrell, they've been shaky. The Red Sox have been bad with relievers all of a sudden. So I I'd, well, maybe it comes down comes down to a timing thing. I think so. And I right now, like their their bats are still hot. Their starting pitching still good. Chris Sale came back. David Price is still good at pitching, but their bullpen has been bad. They've blown some leads as of late, and they lost it to the Yankees last night. So let's see. We against the Brewers, we split a two game. We lost four to two to first game, one eight to seven. So both close games. Uh, that was let's see one. That was and like then, the beginning of the season, wasn't it? Uh, it was towards the middle. We lost the series three to one. That was back July. Yeah. Um, that started our bad skid. It was also a really tough home stretch for, or away stretch for us. It's been a tough schedule in general, I feel like. I just think it's because the teams we normally play have been up. I mean, yeah. Well, that's what I mean. I yeah. mean, it's, it's, you know, usually the National League is. I feel like we played the Red Sox more than we have in years past. We twice, two two series, three, three. Are you sure? Oh well, they came for that random Tuesday game or like that random Monday game. That was on, Cubs on Labor Day. No, we played the Red Sox on Labor Day. Or no, but no, that was, a, was series, a series. But it was a Monday through Wednesday series. Okay. Right, it was a weird timing series. Yeah, it yeah, was. yeah, 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 yeah. But the one-off game that was the Cubs. The Cubs. That was a makeup game. But yeah, yeah they came here. On a Monday, yeah, that was it. Was a really weird timing because usually seri- a series like that is on a weekend, usually. Yeah. Um, but and then we had the had the series in Boston during. That's funny. We were they played them on Memorial Day and then Labor Day here. That's funny how big, that worked big out. Big summer, big summer uh, holiday, guys. Holidays there. <clears throat> but uh, so yeah, we got four against the Phillies this weekend. Last home series of the season, which is sad because I won't be able to go. No. Um, then go to the Mets for three games, and then Phillies again for three games to close it out. So, but no, I think they'll be all right making it wise. If we have to, man, who would we play? I was that's why I was about to. I don't look because we would probably play whoever won the wild card game. I would think would be who we got matched up with. I don't even know who's in the wild card spot. Um, before our skid, we had a shot at getting home field. Of beating out the Cubs for it, if we got kind of hot there, yeah, but we didn't. We didn't get hot. Well, that's probably not a bad thing since we're not doing great at home. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so maybe, yeah, maybe we just play 
all of our it's playoff games. It's all about away. timing. I'm telling you, it is all about timing. If we just play all of our games away, we could. We might have a chance at this thing. We have the World Series, I think, <laughs> in the back. Um, so no, but that's. But still, I wouldn't have told you that we would have been talking about the Braves in the postseason. Absolutely not. Right now, about with any, with any kind of seriousness, ago. like. In like you know, beginning of April, I was like, "Oh, the Braves have a shot at ending with oh. an above five hundred record." Is what I was saying. Yeah. No, we've we've smashed that. So like, I'm I'm not putting actual hope into emotion into a postseason run. I'm saying that before we get to it. I know I'm still going to be just as disappointed when we lose. Um, but for now, I have realistic expectations, and we've succeeded our expectations, which is good. Um, and then maybe in the off season, we'll trade Julio Tehran. Um. And we'll, I don't know, stumble upon a bullpen. And then we'll be serious contenders next season. So that's that's where I'm at. That's my current state at the Braves address. Let's see. They got 84 wins on the season. Yeah. yeah 39 and 38 at home, 45 and 30 away. That's the total season uh, records. Last 10 games are 6 and 4. Yeah. Phillies, last 10 games are 4 and 6. Mm-hmm. Away, they are thirty-one and forty-two. Away, so, so the Phillies need to play here. Yes, so that's why it's good that this first series that we play against them is at some. Yeah, Coast we Park. can knock out at least because two they on are there. forty-seven and thirty-one at home. Oh, so they like playing in Philadelphia. Yeah, that's a pretty big spread between. I just wish the Braves could away. do that. Well, we have this big fancy new stadium. We don't well, seem to want to win stretches. It. Yeah. But it always but, seems like they don't win the series at home. No. They win the away series, you know. Yeah. Series is. They lost that series to the Orioles. Oh, my God. Um, but, yeah. So. Um, so, we got talked about the Braves. Another Atlanta team that, you know, Braves have lost however many, what, 13 of the last 17 home yeah. games or whatever. They're, they're kind of hit and miss right now. They're winning when they need to. Uh, another team that really won when they need to for us is the Falcons with a completely night and day performance I, on Sunday. I didn't get to see the second half, but I saw the Falcons, Tristan. They scored in the red zone. Four times. Four trips, four touchdowns. That's what? lunacy. I did not know, and I'm not, like, I'm literally not, like, being, like, facetious or trying to be ironic or anything, I did not know that the Falcons could actually score in the red zone. I didn't think it was possible. Well, just the way they looked on that Thursday night game against Philly. I mean, it it looked like it was... Even Matt Ryan in the first quarter of this game did not look good. Yeah. And And I don't know what he he found. I don't know what the team found. Michael's secret stuff. My fault. LeBron's secret stuff. (laughs) Um, I don't know what they found, but... Whatever it was, freaking hold on to it. Because now, and I'm not sitting here saying that they could go and beat, you know, because we beat well, up. We, I don't. We I couldn't beat, really tell we you beat, who. We beat a fairly beat up Carolina team, right? But we ourselves are also very beat up. Yes, because we defense especially uh, defense. Our secondary is bruised. Our offensive line is out. Freeman's out. We just put Mac on IR. Um so it's all seems very bleak after week two. But the fact that they won that game and it seemed to be on the back of Matt Ryan, from what I could tell, two touchdowns was impressive. Two rushing, two touchdowns. rushing touchdowns. Yep. 
Um, so RIP to Tevin Coleman, fantasy owners. You got beat out by Matt Ryan. Matt Ryan. Right. Yeah. <laughs> but um, well, him and, and Ito Smith, I didn't even know he existed. To be honest with you, he leaped a guy. He jumped over a guy in one of the preseason games. That's and what I remember. Did really good. Yeah. Very good. So Ridley, we finally got we got Ridley involved. Yes, I, I was so glad that we, we finally haven't thrown to Sanu. From what I've seen, he had what two catches. I don't Sanu, even know if it was that. Sanu's just seemed. I mean, Hooper got his obvious red zone he end zone target. His. I, um, which is kind of because I thought Sanu, I I always thought he was number two, and well he was yeah he is up until now well Ridley's faster exactly um, so I don't know I'm curious to see what happens with Sanu because I it, mean but it just I think he was fifth in targets this week or something like that I feel <laughs> like I saw that stat somewhere that's, that's may crazy. not have been fifth but he wasn't he, he wasn't, wasn't I third. know he, I know he wasn't up there yeah. Um, and I, but I mean, it just, it was nice to see them score in the red zone. Um, I didn't see anything uh, overly stupid except for when, was it pool? No. KZ. KZ just tried to kill Cam Newton. That was one of, I texted Reed when this happened and I was like, that was one of the most brainless plays I have ever seen in my life. I, I was in, in we, sports. We were I, eating, we were in a restaurant. We were in Marlowe's Tavern, and I was like, and I'm with two people who aren't really Falcons fans, and I was just, I was like, are you kidding? Eject him. They need to eject him. And eject, like, suspend. And uh, like, he deserves and Anything. They, Find yes. his ass. Like, that was Cam Beat Newton. Beat his ass. I don't care. I don't care if it's quarterback Cam Newton. He slid so he didn't get hit. Yes. And you torpedoed yourself. And he slid for like three or four feet. And you torpedoed yourself directly. Into his face mask. At his face. Yeah. That is the one thing in football that we are trying to completely get rid of. And you did everything wrong. Like, there's nothing you did that was right. Yeah. A, you just went to tackle someone sliding. Then you lowered your head. And then you aimed your head at their head. It was, the, it was just the most obvious, bad, get-out-of-football play I think I've ever seen in my entire life. It doesn't look like he's getting suspended either. Which is weird to me because, like, and then they, they let it go. Like, they didn't keep talking about it. They didn't hash it up. Torrey Smith tried to fight him, which Torrey Smith should have tried to fight him. Should have. And their whole team should have tried to fight him. Because um, if he's like. And you know what's crazy? So he got, I know Torrey Smith got penalized. He got a, a retaliation penalty for that. Yeah. And which, uh, whatever, I get it. But, I mean. It offset. To me, I, yeah. But to me, I was like, whoop his ass. Yeah. No. I, I wouldn't. I, would, I mean. I would not. You throw. A, I know you have to. But yeah. Like I wouldn't throw a flag, but like I don't know how the whole team didn't immediately like just like up absolutely brawl for that yeah. was it was beyond me. Um, but Falcons came absolutely. out of there. Absolutely, absolutely. I just I can't get over. It. It's just an absolute moron. I was mad. I was so mad, and and I wasn't even in like I I'm I'm whatever with Cam. I kind of like Cam a little bit. But even if I hated Cam, like, just don't be stupid. Right. And, like, don't – it like, at that point, it looks like you're, like, you have malicious intent, like you're trying to hurt someone. Come on. Just don't do that. Like, nobody in football wants to see that. Nobody wants someone to have gotten hurt because that, that ruined Cam Newton's season. That would have ruined an entire franchise's season. Yeah. And you don't want that. And, and then – I don't know. And then for the next three or four years, the Falcons would be pegged as – the team like, that just ruined right. Cam Newton. Like, so, like, you just don't – just use your head. 
and not like that. <laughs> it's just, yeah, it was dumb. It was brainless, but we got the win. Um, so we're one and one on the season. I'm gonna be honest when I tell you I don't know who we play next. Saints. Oh, we play the Saints next. Saints have looked weird. They've we looked got, weird. We got the Saints next, and uh, it's at home too, if I remember right. I think so, but the Saints, which is I want to go. Their defense. I usually go to the Saints games. At their home. defense hasn't looked great. Um, offensively, they just haven't seemed to not score touchdowns. They're still scoring a ton of well, points. Well, <laughs> I guess the, uh, you know, with their first game against Jacksonville, wasn't a fluke. Yeah, they ran. In, <laughs> they mean, ran into a buzzsaw. Of I mean, Fitz holy Patrick hell! That no one was. But I feel like he's done this like. Tw- Three times. So, and I've seen plenty of people saying, "Like, are we are we going to do this again?" Yes, and I absolutely. Think, we're I am. I'm again. all in. <laughs> and because all I know is, I want you to know, and I want everybody, all of our friends that listen or may not listen to this, to, I want them to know now. And I'm calling dibs. That is going to be my Halloween costume. Is Ryan Fitzpatrick? <laughs> <game>. Yes, <laughs> I am. That is my Halloween costume. I dibs it. I no one like, else can have it. We need to have a party because I need to have I need to wear that costume somewhere. So that's, please, one of our friends, throw a Halloween party so I can wear that because I know I could pull it off. That's fair. So no, I respect. I that. just wanted to put that out there. <laughs> I've been I've, I've meant to just want to text the, the group. Know. Yeah, I just need everyone to know. <laughs> I need somebody give me a place to wear this costume because can, can you imagine my just disbelief because I couldn't really use my phone at Midtown. Mm-hmm. So on the car ride home Sunday night, like me and Ryan were going through all the games, players. I'm like, man, Fitzpatrick did it again. And then, like, I get on Twitter and I just <laughs> see, like, a picture of who I believe to be Conor McGregor at a Tampa, the Tampa Bay, like, press conference. Yeah. I was like, what is, what the hell? What is, what the fuck is going on? Like, well, I was like, the NFL has lost its mind. Like, I don't pay attention to it for one Sunday and all hell breaks. It's, yeah. And then, like, the uh, NFL breaks. Yeah. Like, <laughs> and then, like, he's just giving this very serious, like, not serious, but like this normal press conference and somebody asked him about the shit because it's very heavy like i <laughs> died laughing and then deshaun jackson well, my, my favorite line was when somebody asked him like so what parts of that is yours or what what part of the outfit is yours he goes oh the chest hair is mine <laughs> <laughs> i didn't see that that was that was the best part of the whole thing but uh yeah tampa bay man there and i think well as of right now Jameis doesn't have a job as far as i'm concerned yeah, i he mean he's, he's still on the back up. i don't well yes but i mean like not a starting job. No, you can't. You, there's no way That's you what can I meant. get that. And but depending, I think depending on what happens this week, will really solidify that decision. I even well, see my thing. My my thing is, I think they play the Bears after not this week, next week. Um, but even if he has a bad game this week, I don't think you can take it from him. I mean, he's put up an insane amount of just. An insane amount of yards, so I don't know. I don't think you can have. I don't. I think he's going to have to have two Fitzpatrick games where he throws four picks each to give it to Jameis. But then Jameis is definitely going to have a game where he throws six picks. We got Steelers on a Monday night, mm. and then Chicago. Mm. Well, the Steelers haven't looked good. Uh, the Steelers are falling apart. That franchise is, is crumbling. Absolutely, and, and it's been like I feel like it's like three you know, seasons, like you know, in the Dark Knight Rises when Heinz Field gets blown up that's basically what's happening yeah, no, right Bain's now Bane's coming for that ass yeah. but like i mean i feel like it's 
been almost exploded like three times in the past three seasons. Like at the end of each year, everybody's like, Mike Tomlin's lost the team. But then like the offseason happens and people are like, the Steelers are great again. Yeah, nothing. It's the same cycle. I'm like, except, I cannot believe that except, Mike Tomlin's still there. Except, well, the Steelers don't fire coaches. But I, 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 to see like the Le'Veon, the Le'Veon Bell thing was whatever to me. Um, I get, I see both sides on that one. Just kind of like during the Julio thing. I get it. Um, if you don't want to play for a team because they're not, you don't think they're paying you what you deserve, don't go out there and get hurt and then not get the money you do yeah. deserve. I'm fine with that. And then you bring up the other side of, okay, like you told you, you think you, you're worth this, but what makes like, why are you worth, you yeah. know what I'm saying? Like anybody can say, I can sit here and say, I'm worth a billion dollars. Yeah. Anybody can say that shit. But, yeah. Um, but I mean, Le'Veon Bell is also the best running back. It's also Le'Veon Bell. Still. Yeah. <laughs> you know, that's, that's where like, And I don't the, think, and I think if anybody else did this, that wasn't even close to that tier. It would hurt them. Tip. It would hurt them. Yeah. Um, this, I don't think is going to, because the team is going to want to pay Le'Veon Bell next year, regardless of what, if he plays this year or not. Um, but with that happening, and then I've never seen an offensive lineman make up a, a statement that really went through anything except for like incognito. And then all of a sudden, the entire line, the offensive line comes out. I was like, yo, fuck Le'Veon. We don't, yeah. we don't roll. I was like, whoa, I didn't know offensive linemen had words. It, and then AB doing what he did this week. Yeah, you don't. Um, so he didn't have like a great game Sunday. And apparently like he was seen like yelling on the sidelines or something like that. And then some like beat writer for the Steelers. I mean, was, I heard he didn't show up to some team thing. Well, I think it was Sunday night. Some beat writer for the Steelers was like Le'Veon Bell or not Le'Veon Bell. Antonio Brown is only good because he came up playing with um, Ben Roethlisberger. If he had any other quarterback, he would be a subpar or below average wide receiver. And he quoted it and said, trade me then. <laughs> and then didn't show up Monday. And I don't know if he came today. So what? the clap back was phenomenal. Oh, that's great. Yeah. That is phenomenal. But, but, but then. Claps for AB. But, yeah. Good. But then to not show up. And then Drew Rosenhaus's agent came out and was like, it was a personal matter. Like, he wants to be with the suit. Like, he, like, played. See, that's what I heard. He played damage control. But, like, it following up that tweet is what made it a story. Right. But, like. But the thing. The, so. The and I heard a press conference. I was watching Dan Patrick this morning, and they were talking about this, and they were playing clips from. Uh, I guess it was you know one of the pressers for Mike Tomlin. I guess like after practice or yeah. something, and you know someone asked about it, and uh, you know he mentioned how it was something about a personal issue or whatever, but he didn't know if he was dismissed or like they didn't know much about it. I'm like, okay, if it was a personal matter and he was dismissed for it, I'm pretty damn sure that you would say or you would know. That that is in fact what it was. Yeah. So that obviously means that yeah. there's some shit happening. Yeah. And he didn't show up. Like they, you did a terrible job. I think of, it's because people know this is probably Ben's last year. They don't want to be Mason Rudolph is going to be the quarterback. You don't. I mean, the defense isn't looking great. Like I don't think. I think the Steelers are falling apart, and the two biggest stars on the team want out. And I, again, I, I'm going to side probably with the players on this one all the time. I get it. But how do my thing is? I know the Steelers don't fire coaches, but how does Mike Tomlin not get? Fired? I don't get it. Like after last year being that close, and that's probably that's the best season they've had. I understand him not getting fired, but the year before that, I feel like he should have been. But if this year keeps going the way it's going, 
and he and doesn't. Like Bell doesn't come back, yeah. and Brown keeps being what he is because Brown, he's a very public guy, and he's about him, but he's never been very an anti, but he's never been an anti-team person. Yeah, he's never in his career been like that, and so like, and I know that's not something that he would do if he wasn't upset, and I, I'm not saying he's doing that now, but I'm saying if he is doing that, that locker room's completely falling apart, and I think it's time for Mike Tomlin to go. But that being said, I don't like the Steelers, so I'm cool if he stays and keeps to saying, run the team into the ground. Um, I like Le'Veon. I like Antonio Brown, but I still don't care what happens. Yeah, don't. Yeah, but that's it. and you know the other the other piece of news that when I saw it, I was like, of course they did. Patriots trading for Josh Gordon. Josh Gordon. Yeah. So I was talking to my dad, and he, I was telling you know how the Browns were planning on releasing him, and uh, how they said. I saw on the ticker it said that they want to trade him to an NFC team. So it shows you how far that they, went. They came out and essentially and, said, we will not trade them to the Patriots. Yes. They came out and said that. And then they, for a fifth-round pick, traded Josh Gordon. And and there was like and, – and isn't there like a conditional uh, – there was a condition to it. Like if he doesn't play or if he's not active in t- for 10 games – they, they get, there was a weird condition. They get something with it. back. Yeah. So like, you just I couldn't remember what it was, but you know, I was tell, I was so I was talking to my dad, and he was like, I don't know why anybody would would just because of all his issues. I'm like, I know 31 teams that will be calling him tomorrow. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, he's he, a freak, and he's yeah. been clean, and they didn't cut him for. But my thing is, like, did they never? Like, I know he had a hamstring issue, and that's, yeah. so that's why he wouldn't have played last week. But like. Nothing's come out. There's been no failed anything, as no, far as I there know. There hasn't been any any kind of drama. And there was like hinted that he was like late to a meeting, or something. Yeah. And I'm like, or and someone like thought he was high when he showed up late or some shit. And my thing is, I'm like, you kept him for six years through all the shit that yeah. he's done, and has and put that's like, the and like the all, last like, straw. He gets like, clean and he's late. And you're like, nope, get done. We're cutting. Yeah. And they, they said they were going to cut him. Like we wish to trade him, but we're parting ways. And like I was like, what is going on? And then instantly I was like, Patriots. I, I know, well, I, I know everybody. I I just I, I know knew everybody for a fact that he was going to be on another team the next day. That whether it, it, whether he was traded or just released, he was going to be on another team the next day. And then when I saw it was the the Patriots, yeah, I'm like, how do they always do this? I don't know. I don't understand it. Don't and know. as a Chris Hogan owner on uh, ESPN Fantasy Football, I'm also that's it's double. I'm I'm mad on. In real, in reality, and in fantasy football, he practiced so, today in his number ten jersey. He was on the field practicing. So I hate the Patriots. Get, so get ready much. for him to take some touchdowns from all from all Hoagie there. Um, but yeah, that was that. Uh, it's the least surprising thing. The Browns are going to Brown, and Patriots are going to Patriot, and this is the way that happened. Um, we'll we'll spin off into our last little topic here. Um. We'll talk about some some University of Georgia NCAA football. Um, so they beat Middle Tennessee State this past weekend, handled, um, which should have. Uh, Elijah killed it. Um, Elijah Holt from and Fields both look good. Yeah. Um, they have the our quarterbacks have the highest completion percentage in the country. I was stoked when they brought Fields in so early. Yeah, and I then mean, they, I they know, went back and forth, and which I liked. I liked the fact that they didn't have Jake Fromm just run the score up to forty-five. They're like, okay, now you can go. And I, and I know they like, only did that because it was Middle Tennessee. I don't think I they're going to do that against Mizzou. No, but I just um, I just like that they did that instead of 
from playing three quarters of the game and then having Fields close it. I'm glad that you know it was only 14 to nothing, and then they put in yeah. Fields. Like I just um, there was a little bit of a dust up with DeAndre Baker and somebody else on the sideline. Um, I saw the tail end of that. I didn't see much more about I, it. See, though. I didn't really see the game. I saw Fields touchdown. That was about it. Um, yeah. Apparently, one player caught another player for not doing something and just got heated. It wasn't. Oh. It wasn't. It was just a typical teammate like teammate this, calling yeah. out another key teammate type deal. Yeah. Um, uh, DeAndre Get, Swift had like two carries and then they didn't play him the rest of the game. No. Um, but they're not saying it was injury or anything. They didn't say why. So there's a little bit of if you want to say drama there. I have no reason or no idea why that could have happened or why that did happen. Yeah. Um, and then we got we got Missouri this week. It's a noon game, so it's at eleven o'clock there. Their quarterback throw the ball really well. I don't know <laughs> that, how good our uh, their quarterback throw ball throw ball good. good. You throw ball good. Um, so I just I'm a little I shouldn't be, but because like I know that this Georgia team is different than Georgia teams of the past, given what happened last year. But like I see any SEC team on the schedule, and I'm like, oh god, oh god, there's a chance. One. And yeah. I'm like, oh, Drew Lock throws the football real well. What if what if Kirby doesn't have him ready? I've yet to see Kirby not have him ready. Um, so except for the Auburn game, and then we came back and obliterated them in the SEC championship. So I know that I should drop the anxiety that Georgia teams of old have given me, but I don't think I will. So I'm still like, oh, it's going to be a tough test against Mizzou. We, so, it's so, literally six SEC games in a row. Yeah, no, we got we have what Tennessee. We have UMass. That's our next. That's our only other game. non-conference besides so Tech. It's Mizzou, then Tennessee, Vandy, LSU, Georgia, uh, Florida, and then Kentucky. Yeah, we do LSU. Is LSU before or after the bye? Uh, I think it's the week before. Hang on, I'm looking. Because UJ is always after, or Florida is always after the bye. Um, yeah, it's before the bye. LSU bye, then Florida. Yeah. Um, I mean, I know that really the only thing that should worry me is LSU, but every single SEC game is going to scare me no matter what. Um, not. Un- do you kind of think – no – I was going to say, do you kind of think that Missouri might be a – no, it's not really because they're not like a a cupcake team. I was about to say a trap game, but I don't I don't really think that applies. No, I wouldn't say they're a trap game because I don't think they're going to be overlooked because, I mean, now, Drew, if we, Drew Locke if, can throw the quarterback. Right. Well. I was going to say if it was like maybe if we were playing Missouri right before LSU, then I might say might be a trap game just because yeah. of who was coming after that. But since we got Tennessee, then Vandy. Vandy might be the trap game. Because we play LSU next. Yeah. But, um, oh, yeah. Yeah, I guess that doesn't really apply to this one, though. No. I mean, they're 3-0, but they've all been... Oh, I mean... And, I mean, and Vanderbilt... Well, taking Notre Dame as close as they did this isn't really saying much because Notre Dame has been so... Pretty big, pretty big question mark out on them right now. Which, it, it still surprises me that they, I think... Let's see, what were the AP rankings this week they didn't drop off that much no but like alabama or auburn didn't drop off that much either um so notre dame is still number eight which surprises me i know they're three and oh and then auburn is next at two and one and then penn state three and oh at 10 so i if anything i would think penn state eight notre dame 10 just switch them and keep auburn where they're at yeah that would make more sense but the fact that notre dame has stayed at number eight 
and how they've looked is really surprising to me. You guys beat Michigan, and that's just what that's what. And I, I think. think that's the saving thing is because they beat Michigan so um, they they handled them. Yeah. So, and I think that's what the big deal is. But when they played Ball State, turned the ball over a shit ton, and against Ball State, against Ball State, yeah, and then Vanderbilt, which Vanderbilt, they're always a team that's just like. They could be considered the worst team in the in, in the country, but for some reason, when they play Vanderbilt big games, they can plays, hang in there. They always play people tough until they play a big SEC West team, and then they get smacked. Like yeah. last year, they were they were riding high and they played Bama. Bama was like, "You're not good at football." Right. They're like, "Oh shit, we're not." Right. And so, I, Vandy, I don't know. Vandy's weird because um, whenever they play Georgia, I never know what's going to happen. No, because I I get kind of stressed out against Vandy before before Vandy, Vandy and Kentucky are always the two. Can, yeah, and Kentucky too. Kentucky beat Florida. I mean, who knows what yeah. Kentucky does? But. but yeah, Notre Dame. I'm surprised that they're still, and I'm kind of bummed because I don't know if we're going to the Stanford game. I think it's still kind of up in the air. Oh, that sucks. Yeah, we haven't gotten our flights or anything, but that's kind of a bummer. But I don't know, man. I mean, I guess if they keep winning, you keep them up there. But just I feel like number eight. A ra- eighth rank is a pretty, pretty generous. That's why. I, that's why I was excited that Georgia jumped Clemson after yes. Clemson's close games. I start um, and I was talking all kinds of trash at work because my boss is a Clemson fan. I was like, "Dang man, what happened? <laughs> what happened?" Um. So, but that's where we're at. I'm excited for the game this weekend. I think I'm going to go to the Tennessee game. Um, That'd be cool. I think I that's. Go. I think that's the one I want to go to. So, um, and so I mean. That's where we're at. We got more football this weekend. Um, we got a absolute banger of a Thursday night football game tomorrow. Jets Browns. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> and you know they kept having those commercials. Like, the, the, I love how the Thursday night commercials are even like, wow, a good Thursday night game. Like, I love how the NFL is pretty self aware about it, and then they go and give us Jets Browns. But like, hey, that has the potential to be two just up and coming teams. But it also has the petition to be Jets Browns, um, where the Browns are coming out in neon brown jerseys. Oh. <laughs> I'm not kidding. Oh. They literally said we oh. made neon brown. It's just it's just brown. It's just <laughs> it's just brown with like a black stripe. And like I like I was like like I, in my head, my brain just broke because it couldn't figure it out what that could even right. possibly look what like. Does that look like? <laughs> and then I posted this like the video of the gym, like this just a troll job by Cleveland. Like <laughs> it's just so it. Neon brown for those of you unaware is is brown, um, and then they'll be playing the Jets, so you get to see Sam Darnold uh, go up against the very pretty good Browns defense. Um, with the Browns offense is always going to be a question mark. Tyrod has been good; he's the best quarterback they've had in years. So, um, I think it'll be a game. Uh, I think the Browns get their first win, though. That's my prediction. I, I do too. Um, the Brown, Bud Light coolers will be unlocked in Cleveland. Like first time in what six hundred forty something days. Cleveland's gonna taste. They're gonna have a free beer. They're gonna taste victory, and then like they're probably not going to, but like three times this season. But that's better than nothing. So I just loved how they came so close to tying again. I've already heard conspiracy theories about two ties in two consecutive weeks. About you know with the new sports game, how sports gambling is now legal. Oh, they're going to throw it. Uh-huh. Mm, yeah. The refs are in on it. I've yeah. already heard it. I haven't I've already actually. Heard I've it. stayed away from that one. Well, I, I, well, we, so we had our golf tournament yesterday and yeah. we, one person in our group brought it up and they're like, yeah, the conspiracy theory I've heard is that the refs, now that sports gambling is legal, that the refs are 
you know, then causing kickers to miss kicks. That's what I was thinking. I was like, <laughs> like no, I think they just straight up missed the, the kick. I the, mean, the kickers that missed those kicks were very distraught and then are also yeah. out of jobs now. So I yeah. don't. And how much money was really riding on the uh, the Steelers Browns game or the or the Vikings Packers game? Um, Two very good games, though. Yeah, good. But like, come on, let's 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 reel that in. It's all a work, man. It's all rigged. Remember, yeah, open your third eye. I don't think not on not on air. Um, <laughs> so, but that's all I got. Yep, that's um, all I got. We will we will be with you again next week. It's a maybe promise. in two weeks. I don't know. <laughs> no, it's a promise. We're gonna do it next week. We're gonna we're gonna get back on track. Um, so uh, good episode. Yeah, it was fun. Good one. Bye. See you.